Welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? You're all going to die down here. <laughs> you you really like, you actually were breaking up when you said that, but is that the computer from is that a computer voice? Yeah, that's the the hive queen in the movie version. Oh. Like I know we're doing I know we're doing a game, but like oh, it was man. pretty hard to pretty hard to find a good quote of the game. There's not much voice acting, and I mean, there's a little bit of voice acting, but not, not too much. But no, uh, none that's important, none that's memorable. I won't lie to you, but I'm not f- that familiar with the movie. I've only seen it the one time, but we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about. Ta- no, we're not. Hang on. Every time we do a show, Brennan like either opens the show or tells me right before we open the show, you know, Adam, I really don't remember very much about this topic. No, that's <laughs> true. I, I mean, I don't, you know, so t- this week we're talking about Resident Evil. <laughs> and it's almost Halloween, and I hope to get this, this show up before Halloween, which would be the ultimate goal. And I think I can do that if we if we keep it a little shorter, or not shorter, but just, you know, not have to edit anything out. And uh, that, that's always my goal. Never edit anything out of shows. So, but uh, how, how have you been? It's It's been, you know, it's been a hot minute. Life is, I'm transitioning and, uh, you know, life for you. How's that going? Um, first of all, congratulations on your transition. It's the perfect year to do it. Yep. Um, I didn't realize you were a woman, but uh, I'll love you no matter what. You're one of my best friends. So that's cool. Yeah. You know, I, I'm surprised I didn't know, but... Um, you know, it's like, it's something I like to keep a secret, but if you've been listening to this podcast, you know why I am transitioning, so. I, I've been listening to this podcast and I don't know. <laughs> Is transitioning not a term I should be using lightly? Uh, I don't know. You can use it lightly, but I think you need to clarify what you're transitioning. Otherwise, it, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a, a word association game that'll go against you right now. Okay. Well, I'm transitioning to a new job, not to a new sex. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, actually, actually, if Brennan could just be quiet for a minute, Brennan worked really hard to build himself a career in podcasting. And I'm hoping you guys uh, recognize, you know, the good work he does in, in this show, particularly in how it sounds and how it's gotten better over the years. But it's not just me. He does other shows, too. And I'm really super proud of this guy for doing it because he built it out of nothing. And to me, those are the most impressive stories. So I just wanted to give you a quick pat on the back for the awesome new job you got um, as a podcast studio manager. Is that right? Maybe you can tell the audience a little more about it. Yeah. So I am hosting a I'm not hosting. I am running a podcasting studio here in Spokane, Washington. It's a, our studio is called Speak Spokane, and we are a, we're a a podcasting studio space where people can come in and produce their podcasts for free, basically. And we have member, other membership levels, but really you can come into the studio two hours a month, record your podcast, we'll edit it for you, we'll produce it for you, we'll even do a video with it, and, uh, and yeah, you can come into this space and uh, make all your podcasting dreams come true, like I did with Adam. And how do you uh, guys get paid if you're giving it away for free? You know, that's uh, those are those are secrets, Adam. Uh, we get paid right, by. We talk about that off the air. <laughs> no, but we get paid by d- advertising sponsors and you know our membership fees. We do have membership fees for our other clients, but really it's all behind being a community-driven podcasting space where we are providing a service to our community, I believe 
through the, the angst of creating podcasts for the last five years that... Well, speaking of providing a service, you have been providing a service on this podcast for... What are we doing now? Like four years five, of this No, thing? this is five years, Adam. We've been podcasting for five years. We started podcasting the like basically a, a week before Lincoln Ivy were born. And Ow. Lincoln Ivy just turned five. So that's his twins for those of you who are new to the podcast and welcome those of you. We hope you enjoy the show. Uh, um, Re- Brennan mentioned we're doing Resident Evil and I just want to clarify we're covering Resident Evil 1 and 2, the video games which came out in the late 90s and we'll talk briefly about the movie which came out in 02 and in my opinion that's close enough. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been podcasting for for a hot minute and uh it hasn't always sounded great and and it's gotten better over the years and but yeah, I, I would have to say I would very much say that my career could be accredited to what we started in 2015 when we started podcasting about fantasy football. So, well, well I expect a cut of every paycheck then, and this mm. is reported, and I, you know, it could be a very small cut. Okay, like you know, a a buck, but you mm. know, a cut would make me feel good. How about um HBO? Uh, no. Plus? That- Oh, you're well, right. Well, okay. no. well, we already kind of made it. So, Brennan, <laughs> so those of you that don't know, I, for whatever reason, problem with, I, I just don't want a, a bunch of subscription services where I have a bunch of passwords to remember and all that. So, I have carved out a little niche and I, I'm <laughs> offering this advice to you all. If you have friends that have uh, subscription services that you want, cut a deal and get in on that shit. So, Brennan has HBO Max, Max hookup ended last month, and we cut a deal. Mm. That's true, and and I get to go to a CX game someday whenever you know COVID restrictions lift. So I might be going in twenty twenty two, twenty three. Who knows? Yeah, nosebleed section and no concessions, but yeah, one <laughs> Seahawks game. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited to be doing this and appreciate our listeners and thank you for been for listening to our Super Nineties Brothers show. This has been something we've been doing for about three years now, and it's been off and on. But I'd like to keep it more on than off wouldn't you, wouldn't you adam yes i'm turned on <laughs> so well let's get into it uh we are doing resident evil and i'm gonna give you a brief synopsis of resident evil well the story behind resident evil is there's a zombie outbreak in raccoon city and these members of this team called stars have to go investigate this mansion all uh, right stop I, I already can't take it yeah i don't even know why they're going to this mansion i forget why they're going to the mansion i can tell that you're just <laughs> you were already drowning we were like 10 seconds in to the synopsis you were already underwater did i did, um, did i mess that up there's a zombie outbreak no you're just saying it so methodical i don't know it's, Anyway, you're, <laughs> Sorry. There's a, that's all right. You're a, there's a zombie outbreak in Raccoon City, and mm. there's a team of special services agents, kind of like FBI, but they're called stars in the game. And they believe that the virus outbreak started at this mansion, so they send, like, a couple of, like, operatives over to go check it out, and, you know, all hell breaks loose. They get stuck in this giant, awesome mansion, zombies attacking them left and right, and there's, like, puzzles musical puzzles, um, battle puzzles, stones, statues, all kinds of things. There's killer crows. There's these things. There's these like Dobermen that are half zombie that are mm. breaking through windows and jumping at your head when you're running down the hallway. And uh, we'll get to send to some of my other favorite bad guys in the past. But 
you have to go through the game and you have to fight all these awesome mutated things. Uh, there's this evil company called Umbrella in the story of Resident Evil. Mm. And Umbrella is like a chemical warfare, um, biological, viral um, company that has created the T-virus. And the T-virus is is the zombie virus. You, you, inf- you inject anything with the T-virus and it makes it into like sort of like a monster. And if you inject it into dead tissue, they become zombies. Mm. But the T-virus gets injected into all kinds of shit in these games. Um, a giant snake. You know, there's like a giant cockroach in Resident Evil Zero. Um, there's these curves that we'll get into. But all, all in all, you have to unsolve them. You have to solve the mystery. You have to kill all the monsters, and they are a plenty and awesome and huge and vicious. And then you have to, you know, save your other operative and get out in the chopper as the place explodes. The end. Wow, that's 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 the synopsis. That's that's Resident Evil, guys. So you know, you yeah, don't have to go play the game anymore. Uh, the T virus is a was a it's a bioweapon correct did you say that so yeah, yeah yeah i think i don't you know and there might be some resident evil super fan mm. that might want to correct me but i believe it, the umbrella didn't start out to make the t-virus it was something that came out from some other you know work they were doing some other lab testing they were doing and they they were just amazed by its regenerative process how it would regenerate dead tissue and how it would affect this and that and of course mm. rich evil um, influencers like investors in the Umbrella Corporation, like big swinging dicks that are in charge of the company, who live in these creepy old mansions out in the middle of the fucking woods, got a hold of this thing because they're part, you know, owners or profiteers or whatever, and they started fucking around with it on their own, like injecting it into like their pets and things they don't like and shit. So mm. like the control of the T virus is, you know, not just from Umbrella. It's it's got a, it's got a lot of. Um, acacia branches there's there's a lot of there's a lot of tentacles going every which way with Mm. this virus yeah well and then following up the 1996 game of resident evil immediately two years later came out part two which fall which follows the the events of resident evil a couple months later and it follows Claire Redfield and Leon S. Kennedy, and he is actually a rookie police officer who started the day of the outbreak, uh, and they got to escape the city too, and they're being chased by another monster. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Resident, so. Evil, Resident Evil Two is uh, just sort of like the next thing that happens. So Resident Evil One, they're at this mansion and they're fighting it, and then like outside the mansion is Raccoon City, and that's where the the outbreak really spreads. Like yeah. in the mansion, it was more or less contained, and but in the city, it's everywhere. And that game is awesome. It like starts off and you're in like a, a crashed bus, mm-hmm. and there's zombies everywhere. And I remember, like, that game was, like, one of the first games I can remember that, like, as soon as the game starts, you're about to die. Mm. Like, you have to kill shit or run away or you will die right away. And that became a little more popular, especially in PlayStation games over the years. But I remember that was the first game I ever played that as soon as it starts, there's a zombie right there and he wants to kill you. And, and, and like, you never really know how to play it first. So, like, anybody who played Resident Evil 2, like, you probably died a few times right away before you got the hang of it. Absolutely. But anyway, you... You stay in the police station and you have to solve a bunch of puzzles in there and you have to help the, the – there's like a few police officers that are still alive that you're trying to work with and you get some guns and cool shit. And uh, you're trying to track down like the person that's carrying the T-virus 
and, and it's it's a similar story. You you end up in a lab and you're you're fighting all kinds of mutations of the T virus, and yeah. you know you gotta shoot the monster with the rocket launcher and get away as the shit explodes. You know, it's the yeah. same. It's the same. It was the same. It was a. You know what? It, it, I guess we'll get into impressions, but like that was the, my first introduction to Resident Evil. I never had a PlayStation, so I. But I had an N sixty four, and Resident Evil two came out on N sixty four, and for whatever reason, and so that was my first introduction to Resident Evil. But yeah, um, did you play this on PlayStation? Yeah. So with, like you, I didn't have a PlayStation quite when it part one came out. Mm. So 1996 part one, I missed. Um, but I did have a PlayStation when part two came out and me and my buddy, this guy named Joe, Oh, this is, this is kind of a tangent, but <laughs> Joe, Joe D'Alessandro was a friend of mine in Olympia, Washington when I was in middle school and like I went over to his house and his mom owned this tea store in downtown Olympia and we rented Resident Evil 2 and we played we played it all night and we we freaked out like we were screaming at each other like two like adolescent boys we were acting like 3-year-olds like it was so it was fucking terrifying it was it was the scariest game I'd ever played times 100 like I I couldn't I couldn't even think of a game that compared to it at mm. the time but anyway Joe ended up like killing some guy like after high school and he's gosh you told me about (laughs) yeah sorry that's all right i mean it's a weird story (laughs) him and some other guy like they killed some dude over drug money and they like they killed him and they put him in the trunk of their car and they drove out to like a more rural part of olympia and like buried him all over and they still haven't found the head oh my gosh yeah, and that's the kid I played Resident Evil Two with. Is this the story? Uh, you're, is this the story you wanted? Like, I wanted like interview this guy and find out where the head's at. Is that? Is that? The... No, I don't. No, I don't want to find out where the head's at. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know. I, I thought about like reaching out to him in the past just to like, I don't know. He was my friend at one point, and I'm sure he's going through a hard time. And I, I chose. But if he listens to this someday, I want you to know, Joe. I've always thought about you, and I'm not sure what happened, but I wish you well, man. And I, you know. Uh, you know, that's all I have to say. But stop, uh, stop cutting off heads, though, please. Stop cutting off heads. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, I ho- I wish you well, buddy. And listen, part two was awesome, and I never forgot that night we played at your house. It was a great memory. So, it was it was a really cool experience. Tell me about the first time you played it and what you thought. Well, I never played Resident Evil in the original incarnation until like years later when I had a PlayStation Two, and I think I I don't know if it was like a it wasn't a re-release. It was uh, I played it, the original version, but I I just didn't really like it because it it was so it had already been dated by the time I played it in like the early two thousands. Like the if you go back and play the Resident Evils now, the I mean like in the original form, like they, they they're they're a little clunky. They're very clunky. And yeah. but my experience with Resident Evil was I bought Resident Evil two for the N sixty four, and I actually bought it like. So in 1998, when the game came out, I had gotten a N64 for Christmas. I've told the story multiple times on this show. And one of the first things I did when I, with my Christmas money and I had an N64 is I went out and bought Resident Evil 2. And I had to hide it from my parents because <laughs> I thought, because like, because the N64 was for me and my brothers and it was only for, you know, that they could play it too. And I had to hide Resident Evil from my brothers and from my parents. And but I, that game I would play in my basement, 
So you it, hang on. So hang on. You like went to the mall and bought Resident Evil Two on sixty four with your own money. Yeah. And and then you like a drug habit. You like <laughs> waited till everyone else was asleep, and then you went down to the basement to do it in private. For sure. And uh, that's and awesome. Ni- <laughs> Nineteen ninety eight was my first year. Is like when we were freshmen in high school, and so I. And so there was a lot of buzz about this game too. So there was a lot of you know people talking about Resident Evil Two and how amazing it was. And it came out before that though. It came out like that February or March or so because I played it in my eighth grade year with Joe. Mm, no, it, I, I, well I think what happened was it probably came out on Resident. I mean Resident Evil Two probably came out on PlayStation first, and then it came out on Resident Evil. Oh my gosh! Oh, I see. And then Resident Evil Two came out on the N sixty four later in the year. Uh, cause yeah, it definitely did. And yeah, but it, it was such a fun, it was a fun game and it was the game that kind of introduced you, introduced me to like the, the jump scares of a video game. I remember my, my most memorable memory of the game is when the beginning of the game, you're walking into the, uh, you're walking into the, the police, police station, station and you're walking down this long hall and it looks very quiet. Nothing's going on and there's no music. And then if you walk by the window, all of a sudden zombies will grab you from and the, sh- and the volume of the game shoots way up. Yeah, and, and it, it scares just, you, and it scares the hell out of you. And so I, uh, I just rem- that's that jump scare. And even if you went and played through it, even if I'd go play through it again, it always got me. Like, and the yeah, jump, no, it still does. And that that game was so well paced. Like you would have moments where you're just like, do 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 do, and then all of a sudden like a zombie would be walking and like the zombies are walking like pretty slow. It's not like they're like running at you. Even if they're like, they're like kind of Miranda. It was, it was for whatever reason, it kind of it always scared me. It's a creepy ass game. Anybody yeah. that's played it will tell you that. Um, let, let, I want to go sequentially though. So let's talk back about part one. Yeah, for sure. Um, like you, I thought the original was a little clunky, but I was, lucky enough and i say lucky because i didn't really do this on purpose in 2002 right when like i started getting into ebay i bought resident evil the remake Mm. on game on gamecube for like 12 bucks like and i remember like it was just like one of those deals that i like couldn't pass up you know you used to find those on ebay before everyone was on the internet you know (laughs) right anyway so i bought it and i had it shipped to me and i'd like just gotten a gamecube and it's like my all-time favorite GameCube game. The Resident Evil 1 remake for GameCube is the shit. It is so awesome. It's it's all remastered and well done. Now, you can buy an even more remastered one now for, like, Switch and all that, and I'm sure it's awesome. But honestly, I've never needed to because the, the GameCube version was always fucking badass. It just cleaned it up. It fixed the cutscenes. It made it – it looked way better than the PlayStation version. And, you know, I was, I was like, 18 at the time, so I was still kind of young. It was – yeah, but man, did it scare the fuck out of me! Like that, just yeah, that game, every turn. That game, I I did play. So I, I did play Resident Evil on the GameCube too. Like that was I did buy that because Resident Evil. Uh, I played Resident Evil two ninety eight, and two year four years later, I had a GameCube, and I definitely played Resident Evil uh, on on my GameCube. And that game is it's scary. It's just and I will say this about the controls: the controls are clunky on purpose. It's called they're called tank controls and it's it's meant to disorient you into like and not being able to really aim at the zombies and it gives you that that claustrophobia of like where do i run and you also couldn't run and shoot so you kind of had to stand in one place when you shot a zombie so it would be coming towards you and you it's 
and it's so awkward when you're trying to shoot at him. Yeah, and yeah. That's what. Tank. Go ahead. Good, good, good drop there. Tank. I didn't know that, but you're right. It was so. It it was anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. Like playing that. Like you'd have to walk away from that game sometimes. I I especially remember those fucking dogs. Yeah. Like jumping through the windows and like onto your back, biting your neck, and it's like, oh my! They would scare the shit out of you. It was mm. so cool. Yeah. It was so like you like you guys. If you've been listening to the show, you know that I like love horror mm. and like it. You know this is this is really the only video game franchise, in my opinion, that is good horror movie that i 100 percent, i totally agree it, they they nail it in this game i mean there's not many i've i don't like playing scary video games but there's a a good mix of of it in this game like there's good moments of pause there's good moments of being scared but then there's it, it, it's a very very good mix so um, back to part one again. So do you, so you played through on the remake. That's awesome. That yep. was like the best version in my opinion. So mm-hmm. what was your favorite part? Of, what, what's your best memory of playing through part one? Crickets. I, sorry. I no. I I'm I'm thinking. I my favorite part of playing through part one was there's a is this in part one is when you go into it's. You go into like a a cemetery and I don't know yeah, if this is in that's part, that's part one. You go into a cemetery and there is a a zombie that has a chainsaw. Is that part one? Oh no, th- no, that's no, part. That's, that's, that's Resident Evil part four. That's I part think. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm try- I'm not gonna lie. I played through the game probably one time in my entire life, and I, if I played through it, it was a very a very quick playthrough because it's one of those games like you if you want to beat it, you're not gonna come back to it like over a month like you just want to get through it because you want to be done being scared like and uh (laughs) and so like if my memory of resident evil is probably just playing through it through over like a probably a two-week period and i don't have any like moments of like really being of any anything that calls back i just remember just enjoying the game so much and thinking like this is like the this is this like the, and I was thinking at the time GameCube just killed it in making a really good remake because the if you look at the like they make remakes now and like if you went through the remake if you went saw the original Resident Evil screens the remake Resident Evil screens uh, in 2002 and then they redid it even again in like 2018 uh, there is the the level between the remake on GameCube in 2002 and in 2018, or it's not that much different. And so, I thought that just the gra- graphically, it just was amazing to just play this game. Yeah, the, I totally agree. The GameCube remake in 2002 is just the shit. And if you guys haven't played it and you played the PlayStation version and you have a GameCube or something, that, I think the uh, your Wii can play GameCube games, FYI. Yes. So that definitely a good recommendation. If you haven't played it, go buy it, pick it up for ten bucks, used online, and oh my god, it is twenty hours of your life that you will just cherish. Mm-hmm. Um, let me talk a little more then, because I I'm yeah, really it. familiar with part one, especially. And that will it will actually when you talk about it, it will it will bring back, it will bring back some memories of it. All right, so. The first thing I'd say is like in part one, you could play as like two different characters. There was like mm. Jill or Chris Redfield, I think. And I always played with Jill because she had like bigger inventory. So you could carry 
two extra item slots around, which meant that you didn't have to go to those damn chests as often when you were playing when you were doing the puzzles. Mm-hmm. So it, it just made it a little more efficient, and I liked that. So I'd always play with Jill, and it's it's one of those games that like it's called a survival horror game, which means that it's not just scary, but you have to survive it. And it's it's a really interesting style of game that is not produced all that often and that the solution to beating the game is not always killing the enemies half the time it's running away getting to a more advantageous position finding ammo like you could the first time you play through these games you run out of ammo because you're a you're a shit shot there's zombies everywhere and ammo is scarce and it's supposed to be like that and it it makes you really stressed out and it makes the game like really really um frenetic because you're shooting zombies, and then you think that you've got, like, 15 rounds in your gun. You think you're okay. And then, like, three zombies come out, and you need, like, four rounds to kill a zombie. So if you miss, like, even, like, like two, three times, like, you're out of ammo. And you had, like, these – in every game, they give you, like, these shitty combat knives that, like, <laughs> don't work very well. <laughs> like, they don't really – kill zombies that are standing upright what they were good for is if you would shoot zombies and they would fall down on the ground and then they would they would always get they're down on the ground you could get a few quick stabs in their butt or something <laughs> to help save ammo and that, that's like a that's like a trick you learn when you play it a few times but the thing i remember most uh, and appreciating the most about part one was you're in this contained you're in this contained mansion and there's all kinds of trap doors and compartments and Mm -hmm. upstairs downstairs basement you know garden areas cemetery like you said and there's all these special keys and you have to like defeat bosses or solve big puzzles to get these special keys which unlock new doors so the the mansion is a maze and how you get through it but it's it's relatively contained and you might think well that that would get stale i'm just running through the 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 mansion after i kill the zombies well that's not true what's so cool about this game is that shit like the the enemies change over time like you'll run through the same room 15 times in the beginning of resident evil and then on the 16th time the zombies that you killed like six game hours ago fucking like get up and start running at you because oh. they've like transformed into like crimson zombie there's some special name for it yeah so, it's like, crimson zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was so cool. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And so you have then it teaches you to start burning the bodies, which is so fucking cool, right? Like, yeah. so you have to go get kerosene and you have to like have a lighter and you got to go get those from your chest and you start burning the bodies, but there isn't actually enough kerosene to burn them all. So you have to burn them in rooms that you think you're going to go to again and again. And then, like, even after that, like, new bosses will appear. There's these things, I think they were called hunters mm-hmm. and they were sort of like headless crimson zombies and they could leap and jump over stairwells and and i think in the remake they like burst through doors and shit and resident evil has this really like interesting thing where like every time you go through a door there's like this black screen and all you see is the door and in the original games getting through a door kind of whatever was behind you in the room so Mm. if, if you had to run away from like two or three zombies if you left that room they generally wouldn't follow you but in, in the remakes, they started following you, which was even, like, harder and creepier. Yeah. 
So um, the other thing I would say is just the diversity of, of bad guys that you fight. Not not the normal like zombies, crimson zombies and hunters and dogs, but the bosses. I mentioned the giant snake earlier. There's like these giant spiders that you fight. In part one, you have to go in this underground lab that, where they're fucking around with sharks in the T-virus. And like you get eaten by a shark in this one scene in, in like this underwater lab, which is so cool. And um, what else? There's a giant killer plant that tries to eat you mm. and... The, the coolest bad guy to me in Resident Evil is this is this woman named Lisa Trevor. And she's, um you remember in like old timey days, like Puritan days, when like people would sin and they'd have to put their head through this like wooden crate and their arms. Yes. And so there's, there's like a person sticking their head and arms through a wooden crate. I think they're called manacles, maybe. Okay. Um, and they're, anyway, Lisa Trevor in Resident Evil 1 has one of these things like, on her she her head and her, or maybe it's just her arms are stuck in like this wooden thing and she's all up and she's a zombie and a hunchback and she's like terribly tormented because like her her mother's dead and her her dad's dead and she's just like this tormented cruel old zombie woman in these manacles down in these caves fucking hunting you and in this part of the game you can't kill her so she's just like chasing after you you've got to like go around in like semicircles to like outsmart her and run away and it it's so so creepy and she makes these like only noises all the time at you and it's just oh my god what a fucking game yeah i now that i i remember that's what i was thinking of when you were talking about when i was talking about the being in the the cemetery. I, th- I was thinking of that character, but I that character is very creepy. Oh, yeah. it's a, it's my all time creepiest um, like video game character in my opinion is Lisa Trevor. Yeah. Um, the uh, there's there's other bad guys as well. Like the the tyrant mm-hmm. is like this giant thing with like a big claw on his arm, and he's super hard to kill. And he's just like he's sort of like uh, he sort of looks like like a giant roided out silver surfer with like a giant claw arm and uh, he's a total badass and he can kill you in like two hits and um anyway one one other kind of fun thing about this game is like the health system so it's not like a zero to 100 percent health system it's mm-hmm. it's a little harder to track than that you sort of have like red yellow green like danger caution okay mm-hmm. and like you get you get bit in the neck and you'll go to caution you get bit again and you go down to red and you get bit again usually die but then some enemies that like changes like they hit you once and you're down to red they hit you again you're dead and to replenish your health you go around smoking weed there's all this <laughs> <laughs> there's all this weed in the game that you like you know you fuse with other weed and you, you know, you take in the magic herb and suddenly you're all better. Yeah. And now that you mentioned it, like I, I remember, I mean, I obviously remember like the, the herbs and having to go, you know, like they had the green and yellow and red herbs and you can mix them together and they'd make like different types of, like I remember if you used all like three greens, it would make uh that like super health or whatever. But, uh, but I, what I do remember about the game now is the chests, the chests that are around. Is this Resident Evil One where you have the chests and like that's where you, you can only have so much on your inventory, and then yeah, and then you have to. But then there'll be chests that you could that kind of have that's all one, your that's, gear. That's one and two. Okay, like yeah. A store, it's like we have a storage chest, which is nice enough to not make like if there's storage chests and there's like. 15 throughout the whole game and they all contain everything like you don't have to go back to point one to grab right. your pistol it's in every storage chest yeah and i remember it is always like this this hoarding stuff in there 
Uh, were you a hoarder when you played this game? Like, are you like? I'm a hoarder in every fucking game. Like, I'll play these like Final Fantasy games, and I'll get like the coolest weapons that you could ever use to like win a battle. And I always like, oh, I better save these. And then I beat the game. I've like, I haven't used shit. That's like the kind of gamer I am. I like never remember to use my items. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I remember just always relying on being like, where is the closest chest? Like, I need to go get more ammo, or I need to, because like that—that that was a really, I think, being in both of those games, the inventory management is just like, that's also a stress, because like you can only carry so much, and this like this grid of you can only carry this this gun or this gun, and it was this very, it was always this kind of stressful. <laughs> It's very stressful. Um, and, and real quick on the inventory, there was also a bunch of really cool weapons. Uh, there was like a standard pistol and like an upgraded pistol. I mentioned the combat knife. There's a shotgun and there's a magnum that's that's you get towards the end to fight bosses and shit. And then you had these, they had like a grenade launcher in part one mm-hmm. with all these different kinds of rounds. There was like standard grenades, then there was like incendiary grenades, then there was something else like poison grenades or something. And it was it's just fucking cool. I mean, it's just a fucking cool game, man. Yeah. So uh, Resident Evil Two, what what were your what what do you remember about Resident Evil Two? Yeah, well, I, I mentioned that awesome night with Joe. Um, yeah, and, and I'm sure everyone had a similar experience. Like when you t- like, I remember like Resident Evil One was. I remember hearing buzz about it, but Resident Evil Two was everybody was talking about it. It yeah. was like the most popular, coolest. Like it was just like a blockbuster video game that people couldn't shut up about that had played it, and that was like one of my first experiences of like a, a like a transcendent game that wasn't like you know some basic bitch game like mario you know it was like whoa there's this really awesome dark japanese zombie survival horror game and everybody fucking loves it Mm -hmm. like it's it's just it's just such a great success story and i I was i was thinking about it earlier today and i was thinking it has to be the most commercially successful zombie entity ever created when you think about all of the video games and all of the movies and all of the international success for both. I, I don't know that anything could hold a candle to the money that the franchise has generated over the years in terms of like other zombie stories. I mean, I, I, I mean, the only thing I can think that could maybe rival it w- would be not The Walking Dead, but uh, the Dawn. I mean, the Dawn of the Dead, or that. I mean, that series by that franchise, like the, Night of Living Dead. Night franchise. of Living Dead, yeah. But like that didn't spawn any video games like yeah it has to be resident evil i, mean, I, I feel like it has to be resident evil because of the international success and i like, feel like resident evil spawned just like the zombie genre like in the 2000s and really what why we even have the walking dead right yeah well walk, well the walking dead's based on like a graphic novel but um, well right but i mean walking dead i mean i'm not talking about the tv show the the, the the graphic novel was based off of resident evil i believe Oh, I or not ba- that. not based That's... off of, but like I mean, it's just like it's inspired an, inspired by because the the zombies in Walking Dead are all they're all like hordes and it's all very they're all slow walkers. There's no runners. That's kind of like every zombie story. I, I don't know. I don't but know. if you've heard that, I, I haven't heard that. But uh, I, I, anyway, that's that's Brennan facts. <laughs> uh, right. So part two, the character you you play is Leon, and there's another character named Claire, and uh, it's a similar structure. It's survival horror. There's these really awesome bad guys called Lickers 
Do you mm, remember these things? I remember those. And they like crawled on the walls. Is that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like spiders, sort of. They only have four legs, but they they have they are kind of like spidery legs. Mm-hmm. And the thing is all skinless, and it has this really long tongue that can kill you in like one hit. It like impales you through the heart, and you die. Yeah. And that was like, like, you got to remember, kids. There was no auto saves back then. Like, <laughs> saving was important. And you would, like, be trolling around through this fucking game trying to find some clue to a puzzle or some piece of a musical riddle that you're trying to solve. And suddenly this enemy that you had no idea was even there because you've been down this fucking hallway before and he wasn't there bursts through the window or drops from the ceiling and impales you with his fucking tongue and you have, like, an hour's worth of game to go back and redo. It was, like, not infuriating, but I think the word would be treacherous. It was, like, a treacherous game. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was very treacherous. It it was. I mean, the the level of which. I mean, I believe that the level of like action in Resident Evil Two versus One probably went up tenfold in Resident Evil Two. Uh, yeah, it seemed like there was a lot more zombies just kind of in Resident Evil Two, whereas Resident Evil One's a little more. You go into a room and there's a few zombies that you need to kill, and it's not always easy. But like the idea of like waves of zombies that never end and these these you know these monsters like the liquors that can kill you and mm-hmm. um the other like there's these creepy there's like a big giant crocodile in part two that's really yeah. awesome and when you go in the sewers and uh, anyway you know i you're right it was amped up but you know resident Evil one was was pretty treacherous too the, the set pieces in resident evil 2 are also very i mean i mean you're only in the the mansion for resident evil and so in resident evil 2 like there's you're in you're in the why can't I keep on always forgetting this uh, you're in the jail or in the police station the police station and then you go into the sewers and then you go into the like basically the lab, the lab where where this virus was created and yeah well res- res- just real quick wasn't just in the mansion there was all that cool shit in the courtyard and in the dungeons and in the underwater lab like I oh, okay mentioned. yeah okay yeah and uh you you mentioned the cemetery there's cool shit in the cemetery it did a really good job of expanding its its little setting mm. but you're right resident evil 2 took it to the next level yeah and i mean my i mean i guess i mean my biggest memories of playing resident evil 2 what were just like playing with my friends like like, because we would, we would do, we would hang out on Friday nights and we would play video games together. And every once in a while, we would put in Resident Evil, and it was always fun to like have my friend come over and play Resident Evil with me because I wasn't going to be as scared. <laughs> right, watching somebody else like get freaked out by the game was really fun, and it's a really good pass and play game. Like, because mm. you kind of like when I was young, I kind of liked having a friend. But I like, especially I remember that night with Joe. I needed him there. Like, <laughs> oh, so creepy! I needed a friend there. Uh, you mentioned so in Resident Evil Two. I mean, I don't remember the puzzles that much. I remember there was there was always an element of of puzzles like i remember the in the in resident evil 2 you had to get all the key cards to like open up a door uh mm-hmm. and get get out and was it timed no it was there was a piece of that there's a piece of that ending that's timed right or else it's gonna blow up Is yeah that, i think uh i think they both have like a timer at the end at like the you gotta, end. Keep, you gotta run away, away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. uh but in resident and evil both, two, go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say i was resident, gonna say in both games <laughs> in both games you sort of like 
you get a rocket launcher at the end somehow to kill the kill the final boss. Like, but you you really have to earn that rocket launcher. You fight the fucker for a long time before, like, in part one, like a chopper drops uh, a rocket launcher down to help you, and in part two, there's like this Asian lady who's like a double agent named Ada Ada Wong. Ada Wong, yeah. He like throws you a rocket launcher at the end because you saved her life earlier, and even though she's like fucking you over for the T virus, she didn't want you to die. So, you know, she has a soul. Nice of Ada. Thanks, Ada. <laughs> uh, so you want to talk about the recent Resident Evil 2 remake. And all this Resident Evil 2 all this Resident Evil 2 talk and Resident Evil talk makes me want to go buy it now. So yeah. let me let me let me give you like I just got done telling you guys how fucking scared I was playing Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2 when I was like young. So I bought Resident Evil 2 the remake, I don't know, six months ago. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. It is the, it's so fucking scary. It is way scarier than the original was. Way, and I bought it on Xbox One, but I think it's on like uh, Switch too. Mm-hmm. And it it has been, I said this earlier, but it, it's been put on steroids. Like it's Resident Evil 2 on steroids. Like there's more more zombies, more, more redone cutscenes, more, there's more bad guys that, there's new elements and puzzles like it it really wasn't just it wasn't just a remake it was like an updated and like it was like a director's cut is a good way to put it like all the best shit that maybe didn't make the original cut due to whatever constraints got in this game and also and i don't remember if this was in the original part two but in the remake there's this new like fucking character that looks like the chasing you around the police station for like the middle part of the game kill him and he kills you in like one hit and he's literally stalking you everywhere and he goes through rooms like you cannot run away from this guy your only hope is to run fast enough and far enough away that you can get shit done before he gets to you it is so stressful like if you thought resident evil 2 was stressful already now there's like this super fucking undertaker dude that can kill you and you can't kill him and he chases you everywhere it is just I was so I was playing. Um, you ever like party chat with your friends when you're playing like Xbox Live? A long time ago. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I was party chatting with these guys one day, and like I was playing Resident Evil Two, and we were all getting ready to play like a party game, and I kept screaming, and it was like the middle of the day. It was like <laughs> you know, California night, sunshine, birds, butterflies, and like I am screaming like a six year old girl at like the shit coming out of me coming after me and it does the same tricks with like the camera angles and stuff and things come at you from loud awesome sounds and anyway i cannot say enough about how awesome and better this remake is Mm. and how damn well recommend it to you guys and and i was just reading and it replaced the 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 over the shoulder like you it's over the shoulder like in resident evil 4 instead Yes, it is. Okay. So instead instead of just like point and shoot like the originals, it's more like the Resident Evil 4 controls where there's an over-the-shoulder shot and you can kind of like aim your crosshairs or, crosshairs or your um, laser scope a little bit better. But it's it's not easy because the zombies aren't stagnant. Right. Const- they, it's like they have cerebral palsy when they're coming at you, like their heads <laughs> all over the place and they're shaking and you keep fucking missing them. And it's it's just hard, man. It's a super hard game. And I'm not proud to admit this, but... When I got to the very end to the lab, I had to turn it on. I had to turn it from normal to easy. I could not beat it. It was, and I was like, 
I was tired of being scared of it and I was tired of being stressed out. And it was like, I was like 85% of the way through the game. I just wanted to beat the game, you know, so I could like cross it off my list and I couldn't beat it. I had to lower the difficulty and I felt like such a bitch about it, but I, I don't know. I had to, I made a tough choice. What can I say? You, you made a, I mean, that's, that is a tough choice, Adam. You, but you know, you're a better man for admitting it. Yeah. I, well, I feel, I feel better. Like you ever hear like about admission, <laughs> Good, good for the soul, bad for the reputation. So if you guys, if you guys think less of me, I understand. But I'm telling you, that game is so fucking hard. You beat it and then insult me, and then I'll listen. Otherwise, if you haven't beat it, if you haven't beat the Resident Evil 2 remake, I don't want to hear your criticisms. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on to uh, to the movie. To, so in 2002, the great Paul W S W S Anderson, who's known for making the best movies in the world, decided to do the Resident Evil remake, not remake, a movie about it. Um, I've seen this movie once. What? Yeah. Do you like this series? I don't like the series, but I love the original. You maybe loves maybe loves a little strong. I really like the original, even though. And I wanted to talk about it because I don't think it's I don't think it's all that reflective of the game of the original Resident Evil. Right. Um, like they the very very beginning of the movie. In the mansion and then they go in like an elevator down to some giant science lab that's totally contained underground where all the zombies are they added a like i think there's like a liquor or a tyrant in it mm-hmm. and um but everything else is sort of uh movie done it's it's not it wasn't really true to the game which would be my only criticism but if i had never played the game I would have loved the movie That's because fair. Yeah. It, it, it's really it's really well done. Mila Jovovich is awesome in it. She's super hot and like athletic. She's a, she's a total badass, right up there with like Ripley from Alien and like Furiosa from Mad Max. She's mm-hmm. like she's a true heroine, and um, she gets naked in it too for the guys listening. So hey, bonus. Uh, I just don't understand her character at all. Like how it's the character of Alice is just not in any of the games and that's why that's i think why i i think that's why i just did not like it is because i it had nothing to do with this character is never in the video games they literally right. just, they just literally created a character to put into the movie right you're right no that's true um uh, you're right and as i said before if i had never played the game i think i would have loved the movie since mm. i played the game i just really liked it um and I think I I think I used the word love earlier, but I'm that was a bit of hyperbole. <laughs> I I really really like the movie. I think it's really good, and it, it holds up really well. There's a young Michelle Rodriguez mm. who's really good in it, and um, I don't know. I I'm not saying it's great, but it holds up. I, Jill and I watched the first half. I don't know two weeks ago before I fell asleep, and it was it was awesome. And the first half does a really good of like kind of. Like be, just like the game, it's like really kind of creepy and slow, and they're solving puzzles, and there's like a little bit of, of mystery about what's going on. Then suddenly, out of nowhere, like there's zombies everywhere attacking you, and mm. it's, it's really cool. Have you have you seen the the series all the way through to the the sixth installment of Resident Evil, the final chapter? So I'm a bit of a glutton for punishment. Let's say that, <laughs> and I I 
I punished myself to watch part two, which I didn't think was good. Part three, which I thought was really weird and I didn't think it was well paced. Part four, which I thought was just plain bad. And then I even saw part of part five. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I thought it was really stupid. I'll tell you, I never saw part six. I felt like it was, I mean, the, the read the tea leaves, guys. You know, movies are rarely good after part two and we're in part six. Like, what are the chances, like, of of, it be, of a part six being good and, and you get all these fast and furious idiots telling me Hobbs and Shaw was like I don't care about anything fast and furious fans have to say like that whole franchise is a joke to me Resident Evil is the equivalent of I mean in it my is. opinion of Fast and the Furious it is. it's just it's the horror Fast and the Furious yeah and and I just was looking at this like Wikipedia page they've made six of these movies the budgets for all six movies combined is two hundred and eighty eight million dollars. In the box office, it's made $1.3 billion. That is nuts. Like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't they just keep on making these movies? Because apparently everyone's seeing them. Well, I think I mentioned this on a few podcasts in the past, that, that a lot of horror movies sell really well internationally. Yeah, I was going to say. Horror, horror is universal. Yeah. Like, everybody understands something's trying to get me, and I'm afraid for my life. And I know that these movies did really well in a bunch of foreign markets, as well as they were popular in the United States. Like, let's be real. Like, there was a lot of fanboys. There's a lot of, like, horror, you know, lovers. And there's a lot of Resident Evil fans that just, you know, went and saw it. And there's people that think Mila Jovovich is hot and went and saw it. And she is. That's fair. Uh, I have some exciting news for you, Adam. Did you know they are remaking Resident Evil and making an, an the rebooting it basically, not the, the video the game, movie the movie franchise. Oh no, I didn't know that. When is? Well, tell me what you know. So I this actually was just announced. Uh, I think in the last month or so, they are remaking it. It's going to take place during the events of Resident Evil One and Two. How apropos! And they actually there's no Alice. So, but it's all it's supposed to be very driven from the video games more so oh that's awesome and uh our our good our one of our favorite actors neil mcdonough is uh going to be in the movie as a as one of the as dr isaac so um and then there's a bunch of young people that are playing all the all the characters but we just uh, talked about neil mcdonough on the angels in the outfield podcast (laughs) that's right that our last podcast (laughs) so yeah i Super excited to see that they're gonna uh, to make a to maybe make make it right for the real true fans of Resident Evil. Honestly, I, I was a little hesitant when you told me they were rebooting it, but if it's if its goal is to be more like the game, I'll totally watch it, especially the first one. Like I'll give it a chance. Um, I, I wanted to. I, I wrote this in the show notes. I don't know if this wasn't a very successful or popular movie, but there's a there's like a found footage movie called quarantine mm. and it, yes. it i think it it kind of it's kind of a blend between uh cloverfield and resident evil the game it's like um these police officers go into like a, an apartment building where a zombie virus has like taken over and they're like trapped in this apartment building that gets quarantined the whole time and they got to survive in this apartment building and i think it's got freddie rodriguez in it mm. um but i'm but i'm not looking at the imdb so i could be wrong and um Anyway, I, w- I never wanted to go back and rewatch it again, but if you like this... Jay Hernandez, but was, <laughs> that's why I was giggling. Not, not, Freddy, not, not Freddy Rodriguez. Um, Jay, 
So, <laughs> what, what's that? I knew I was. Thank you. I knew I was messing that one up. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, you know, it's a cool movie. Check it out. Yeah, I, I, I never saw this movie. It has Jennifer Car- Carpenter in it, who plays the sister in uh, Dexter. Uh, if you ever watched that show. Um, so I think we've already covered this. Do these games still hold up today? I think they do in their remakes. So, yeah, absolutely. Buy the remakes. These are these are awesome stories. Really, like at the at the core, the the reason something that gets remade works or doesn't is because it has a good story, right? Right. No, that's 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 true, and and it's for nostalgia pur- purposes because these game like it's the it's just the facts. Games from mid-1990s to, like, early 2000s, the graphics just do not hold up. When they started going into the 3D space and polygons, like, you can play nostalgia games from, you know, the 80s, and they still hold up today because of the the graphical quality of it. But now, like, but those games that were, like, made in 1998, they're just, they're crap to go back to. They're just, they're not fun. Uh, and so that's why I think these remakes really they bring new life to these franchises a lot. And in games like Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil and Resident Evil should should be experienced by you know all generations. Yeah, the polygon shit didn't hold up. That's for sure. Especially like early PlayStation and like some even some of the old like Nintendo sixty four games. Like it just. For whatever reason, it yeah. oh man, it looks so bad. Like you go back and play NES and Super Nintendo, it looks way better than PlayStation yeah. at this point, in my opinion. Yeah, that's why I so. I mean, I'm gonna tangent for just a one second. That's why I'm so mad when they when Nintendo re- released these new like Super Six, Super Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine on the on the Switch, and they're not even HD remakes. They're just basically they're not better graphically. Like, and it makes me it makes me so upset that I I want. And they didn't even put the good version of of Super Mario sixty four, like the you know the one they remade for the Nintendo DS. <laughs> right, yeah, they could have done that. That would have been great. That one is that one is the best remakes ever, in my opinion. Is the Super Mario World remake for DS, where you can play as Yoshi and Wario and Luigi instead of wearing all those stupid hats. They like added thirty new stars, and they added like castle secrets and like new. Mm-hmm. That is just a kick ass remake. Yeah. Do that for this new port for whatever reason. Yeah, I, it doesn't make any sense. They're probably just going to save it for another day and then make people buy it again. Uh, well, see, well, speaking of saving it for another day, I, I'm not in the mood to do the gamer scores right now. So um, I, I guess I would just say, like, what what are your final thoughts about, like, the past, the pressure of Resident Evil franchise? I will say the past of it, is, the past of... Resident Evil was amazing when I played it at the time. Like, I have so many memories of playing Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, and especially Resident Evil 4. Like, I know this is a not a, Resident Evil 4 is not in the 90s, but came out in 2000, I think, 4. But it, Resident Evil 4 is my, one of my favorite video games of all time. Uh, it's one of the best video games ever made. It's it, easily, it's, it's like the best action horror. It, it like perfectly combined first-person shooter with action horror. Yeah, it, it was just a brilliant game. And if you guys haven't played four, where the hell have you been? Yeah, you need to go play four. Four, yeah. And they, they they've HD remade that. And but there is but I I do have a really good memory of playing. I don't know if it was Resident Evil five, uh, but there was or six. There was a Resident Evil where you could play online co-op, and it was six. You, is That's it six? six. And I. 
I religiously played that game with my buddy Mike when it came out. And we played that entire game co-op. And that was probably one of my favorite experiences ever playing a video game because it was it was online, but we were playing a Resident Evil game together and there was so much strategy in you know in how you like win against different zombies and it it was a it was a lot of fun. Uh and I recently tried that game, like Couch Couch Commando with my buddy Tyler. Uh-huh. And he said he said the same thing. He said playing this game online for whatever reason is so popular. Like people just love it. It's so cool. Yeah, and then and then I haven't picked up a Resident Evil since, so I haven't played any of the remakes, and I haven't played six or seven. Uh, no, you have played six. No, I, I haven't played seven or eight. I don't know. I don't know. I know what. I haven't played seven. Seven is it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I bought seven not six months ago for Xbox One, and I realized that it had like VR elements, oh. and like my plan is to buy a PlayStation Five and get the PS5 VR because personally I think like PS5 VR is going to revolutionize gaming in about a year from now. That's yeah. my prediction. Um, and so I decided to give that game away to my dog sitter, my dog sitter's son, so that I could buy it again when I have VR and play it in VR. But 7 seemed really cool. It was like Resident Evil combined with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. And the game I was talking about that I played with my friend Mike was Resident Evil 5. And so that was in 2009. And I that was a game I played with uh, him a lot. I never, I never played Resident Evil Six, so I'm really surprised that by that because Resident Evil Five is unpopular and Resident Evil Six is really popular with multiplayer online. Hmm. Well, maybe I should go check it out. Who knows? Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, this was fun to go down little memory lane about Resident Evil. I now yeah, I we I, hope we I, g- I, go ahead. We hope you give you guys some jump scares because it is Halloween, and we hope you get that creepy crawly feeling, and we hope you can listen to this somewhere on Halloween or nearby. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And as always, please go on iTunes, give us those five stars. I haven't actually checked to see if we have any new reviews, but but I we appreciate it if you've done that. We live and die by the the algorithm of iTunes to get people to listen to their show and it's not iTunes anymore, it's Apple Podcasts. I know that. But please go review our show, give us five stars. That's that's all I have to say about that. I feel like last time I checked, like we had a lot, like a bunch of new reviews. We did on... last last time we we did have a lot of new reviews, and I no we we have thirty reviews now, dude. We have thirty reviews. That that's I think that's probably four more than we had last time. Let me just say to all you out there listening, you guys are fucking all stars. We love you. Um, you can email the show at super nineties brothers at gmail dot com. Um, Super 90s Brothers all spelled out and and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and all the good, you know, social bullshit. And it's because of you guys that we keep doing the show. You can help us out by giving us that review and we just think the world of you guys and we hope that you enjoy this shit. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening and until next time. For Brennan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another zombie brain eating for 90s Brothers Halloween style. Go, don't go trick-or-treating because of COVID unless you want to. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> and, uh, and dress up as your favorite Resident Evil characters. Oh, fuck yeah, like a liquor. <laughs> like a liquor. Peace. Peace.